Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. November 29th, Titus Cohen. In the early 1830s in the United States, Titus Cohen went to a revival led by his cousin Azahel Nettleton and came out believing in Jesus. After his early training, Titus arrived in Hawaii, where he partnered with missionaries Sarah and David Lyman. The Lymans manned the outpost in Hilo, and Titus became a traveling evangelist. On this date, in 1836, Titus made his first evangelistic tour of Hawaii. He journaled, There were no roads, no bridges, and no horses in Hilo, and all my tours were made on foot. So, Titus learned the language and planned traveling and preaching tours, and he told everyone with breath that Jesus is Lord, and he's here now, and he wants a life with you. Thousands of people poured into the kingdom of God. Now they rallied in masses, Titus wrote. They were eager to hear the word, and the word fell with power, and sometimes as the feeling deepened, the vast audience was moved and swayed like a forest in a mighty wind. The word became like the fire and the hammer of the Almighty. Hopeful converts were multiplied, and there was great joy in the city. In 1836, the local church had only 23 members. Soon, they had to build a second church that would hold 2,000, and that was packed almost to the point of suffocation. But there was tragedy, too. A tsunami hit with all its atrocity. Cohen wrote, This event, falling as it did like a bolt of thunder from a clear sky, greatly impressed the people. It was as the voice of God speaking to them out of heaven, Be ye also ready. This revival made such an impact that within a single generation, the Hawaiian ruler, Kamehameha III, declared his kingdom to be a Christian nation. In today's story, Titus is on an early evangelistic tour. No obstacle can block God's plan for God's man. Titus Cohen headed for his next preaching stop. The Hawaiian sky was blue and the peaceful stream flowed gently near where he stood. But a thunderous rumbling broke the stillness and he jumped up. The natives began to run in desperation and calling out in their native language, screaming, run, quick, quick, or the waters will stop you. His native companions ran downstream, leaping from boulder to boulder. With his heart pounding, Titus grabbed his pole. He followed the natives and he used his eight-foot-long stick for balance. Upstream, a wall of water, maybe six feet tall, was rushing toward him. Stunned, he stopped. The cries of the natives broke through the haze of fear, and Titus splashed to the other side. He reached the bank just before a wall of water crashed down and swept past him. His companions slapped him on the back, wide grins stretching across their faces. One of them said to him, when you hear the sound of many waters, you must move quickly or you will be late to preach. And Titus nodded, too shaken to speak. He thought to himself, or dead. After realizing they had just survived this near-death experience, 
His companions picked up the large gourds called calabash that stored their provisions, and Titus signaled he was ready. He would not miss a single appointment on his 60-mile preaching tour. Everyone in his district needed the gospel. At the next village, men, women, and children gathered. Titus prayed silently. His grasp of the Hawaiian language had improved, but he did not want mistakes to create barriers to their understanding of the gospel. Titus told the story of Jesus, and those gathered peppered him with questions. Eventually, a nod from his guide indicated it was time to move on. They had not traveled far when Titus heard the now familiar sound, rushing water. He glanced toward his guide who smiled and said to him, don't worry, the people of the next village expect you. When they reached the river, Titus stared at a rapid current. Downstream, they saw a mini Niagara Falls dropping several hundred feet. Across the raging river, Hawaiians waved, but how could he reach them? On the opposite bank, several strong, nearly naked men locked hands. They made a line and entered the water. The human chain moved carefully across until the lead person gained a foothold near Titus. His guide explained the plan. Titus grabbed hold of the first strong shoulder and he stepped into the swift current. As he crossed the river and his feet slipped, a strong and determined native would hold him tightly. Titus would then grasp the shoulder of the next Hawaiian in the human chain until he safely crossed to the other side. Once on the shore, Titus greeted the natives. As they walked, he talked about Jesus. When they had reached the edge of the village, a regal man, nearly six feet tall, stepped into the path. Whispers erupted. This was the high priest of the volcano, a drunkard, adulterer, and a murderer. Titus breathed a quick prayer. A language barrier had not halted God's plan. A raging river could not stop it. And neither would a high priest of a pagan cult. The priest squared his shoulders. Titus met his gaze and kept moving toward him. The high priest stepped aside. The people of the village gathered around Titus. Adults, children, invalids on the backs of their friends, blind people led by their family members. Titus told them about the love of a man named Jesus Christ and their need for a new life. He told them God loved them and would help them. Tears flowed and many became Christians, including the high priest of the volcano. It was the same in nearly every village. When Titus returned home, Hundreds of people came to his village to hear more about Jesus Christ. Within a few months, the population of this small village exploded from 1,000 to over 10,000. One Sunday, as Titus prepared to preach to a crowd of over 2,000, he paused and remembered the obstacles he had faced during his 60-mile evangelistic tour. He remembered the roaring rivers, the cult leaders, and his own inadequacy, including, at times, 
is weariness. Not once did God allow an obstacle to block his plan for Titus. In Psalm 112, God tells us, Praise the Lord. Happy are those who fear the Lord. They are not afraid of evil tidings. Their hearts are firm, secure in the Lord. Their hearts are steady. They will not be afraid. Do you have obstacles you are treating like barriers? Are you truly trusting God with the plan he has for your life? No obstacle can block God's plan for God's man. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. We are excited to announce that every 365 story is now available as an ebook and is available for purchase on our website at 365christianmen.com. 